hi thanks again for tuning into sin's workshop so today we're going to be talking about a heart so fierce and broken by bridget kemmer now this is the second novel in her curse breaker series and i have to say um i was less than impressed with this novel you can read my review for a curse so dark and lonely and that that one i loved you know, A Curse So Dark and Lonely, I thought was an amazing novel. You know, I really love Harper. I I love the characters. You know, you can check out my review about that one to see how I felt about that one. But with this novel, um, Kemmerer, you know, she shifts the focus of the novel. She shifts the character focus to Grey and Liamara who's a new character. She is the daughter of Nola Varen. Um, wait, not Nola Varen, that's her sister. She's the daughter of the Queen of Still Shallow. Um, and she's very much unlike her mother, you know. She's also very different from Harker, Harper, which I do respect, you know. She's more bookwormy, she's more peace-loving, she thinks Fighting should be a last resort, and she doesn't like needless bloodshed, unlike her mother. Her mother's pretty ruthless. And if you read the first novel, you understand how ruthless she is. I mean, she is a very cold-hearted woman, and she really dislikes her daughter, and I think she dislikes her daughter because Liamara will contradict her, and you know, she doesn't want to be contradicted. You get to see their dynamic. You get to see how much Liamara's mother sort of detests her. Um, I mean, she goes as far as to select her younger sister as the heir because, you know, her younger sister is always seeking her mother's approval, whereas Liamara's more focused on trying to be herself and trying to, you know, find other alternatives. She doesn't, like, need, need less bloodshed. But... You know, I while I think it's great that we have new no, new characters introduced into the series, you know, it really does set up the third novel. This novel felt a lot like filler because, I mean, you sidelined some of your best characters. You know, you sidelined Harper, you sidelined Ren, but not only did Kemmerer sideline them. My my biggest issue is she sidelined them. And she completely destroyed them. I mean, Harper was a fierce, outspoken character. And now, now what is she? She's just, she seems like a very cliche princess trope. Oh, oh, she's in love. She's constantly forgiving Ren for all his mistakes. I think it's really shitty. I personally don't agree with this characterization because... Yes, Harper may be in love with Ren, but, you know, part of Harper's strength is that she doesn't, she calls him out, you know, she puts him in his place, she makes him question things, and it's almost like she stopped doing all of that in between books. Uh, why? I don't know, and I don't agree with this character direction. I feel like it really diminished Harper as a character. She's only in there for a couple scenes. She's become 
very submissive, I want to say. She's not, she's not the fierce character that I fell in love with in the first novel. And I really, really don't like that. I, I really kind of hate that Kimmer did that to her. And then you have, <clears throat> you have Ren. Sorry about that. You have Ren. And what she's done with Ren is she's made him completely unlikable. I mean, I just can't stand Ren as a character. He's, he's a jerk now. He's very cruel. He's very... He's just... He's not... He's not a good person anymore. And I really don't like that, you know, she did this. I feel like it's also another trope. You know, a lot of people lately when they've been doing retellings of um, Beauty and the Beast, you know, if they're going to do a series, what they do is they make the Beast, you know, charming in the first novel and then they completely flip it so that in the second novel they're kind of, you, you don't want the girl to be with him, you know. Ren wasn't perfect in the previous novel. We all knew that. He suffered from a lot of flaws. But he's the beast. He's supposed to. Harper brought out the best side of him. You know, that's what that's what beauty does. She brought out the better side of him. It was great to see their dynamic because they started out as friends and then their friendship blossomed right near the end. But you really got to understand it wasn't just love at first sight. It wasn't just, oh, Stockholm Syndrome. It was, they, Kimmer really built a foundation for their friendship and for their future romance, which I really appreciate and really like. But now she's completely shattered it with the way Harper has sort of become very submissive and the way Ren has become a complete jerk. You know, I really didn't like that. I wasn't a fan of that, um, unfortunately. And they just seemed, their characteristics seemed more like plot points and plot, devo plot devices rather than a logical journey of their, of their character dynamics. Um, so, you know, once again, I think it's great when you introduce new characters and you change the focus, you know, from the previous books. I mean, Zoraida Cordova, she did it with her wayward, with her wayward, with her Brooklyn Bruja series. You know, each novel follows a different perspective. But what she doesn't do is she doesn't destroy the character. She doesn't completely warp their personality and their sense of conflict. Whereas Cameron has done that, and I think it really diminishes the reader's enjoyment of this novel because you can you read the first novel and you love it so much and you love Harper as a character and then you see what Harper has become and you're not really a fan anymore. You're kind of questioning Kevin choice and I was questioning Kevin choice and I also I didn't understand Gray either like a lot of the time I wanted to just slap him in the face and just be like oh my god will you just tell Ren the truth just tell Ren the truth you know if you like it was, once again, I didn't think it fit with Gray's personality, um, with his devotion to Ren. I feel like his, 
responses, you know, his excuses for why he wouldn't tell Ren the truth, they didn't fit with who we knew of as Grey. Um, at least they didn't fit with my perception of Grey from the first novel, you know. So that was another thing I had to, str- I had to struggle with because I just wanted to smack him and be like, oh my god, just tell him, just tell him. It seems like such a cliche trope to throw into stories. You know, oh, they're keeping the secret and they won't tell because they think something bad's going to happen. Like, I, I've read that before. I'm not a fan of it because it's just like, oh my god, just, just tell them the truth. Just tell them the truth. Just, oh my god, you know, I hate that. I, it really annoys me. I don't think it worked in Grey's... Um, I don't think it worked for Gray's benefit, and then it didn't. I mean, he does end up getting hurt, and someone else gets hurt because of him. You know, it definitely doesn't behoove him to keep this a secret. Um, and that's the thing that really bothers me. You know, it's just a plot point in the story to create tension. But it's such an obvious plot point that it's just unnecessary. Yes, it could have created tension with Grey being smarter. You know, it would have worked both ways. And I think it would have worked better if he had just told Ren the truth because the tension would have, would still be there. And Kemmerer is a good writer. She would be able to wrap it. You know, she'd be able to make it work in her favor to create the tension. Especially if this is dire- the direction she wants to go with Ren sort of being the bad guy all of a sudden. We just need a stronger foundation for it. Um, this whole secret keeping, after all they've been through, it didn't make sense. Um, as for the pacing, um, that was another thing I had an issue with. It was kind of boring. You know, I feel like the story dragged a lot. I wasn't a fan of the overall pacing. I thought it was very, very slow at times. Once again, it, it felt like filler. You know, there, and I feel like this is pretty common when it, come, when it comes to trilogies. There's sometimes those books that are just like, you have to work hard to get through because you really want to see how the trilogy is going to end. Um, You know, and I've come across this before, you know, where there's a trilogy I've really liked. Um, a lot of you are probably going to hate me, but The Two Towers, for example. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and War of the Twins. War? Yeah, I think it's War of the Twins. Anyway, those two novels are book, book twos. And they're both kind of boring. They, they kind of bored me. I read them. I still enjoyed them. But I felt like the pacing was lacking. And I feel like that's what happened here. I feel like the pacing was just lacking. You know, it moved too slow at times. And it doesn't really gain momentum until that those last two chapters. When Liamara's mother is trying to turn her, her daughters against one another. I will say this, I did like the character dynamics between 
Liamara and her younger sister, I do like how they are a united front, how they are completely devoted to one another, and how they don't let their, her mother turn them against her. Um, I did like that, you know, it really is a step away from the cliches of sisters being turned against one another. So I thought that was a good um, character development and a good side story right there. Um, but overall, I mean, it was, it was just okay, you know, it was meh. I felt meh about this novel. Um, I really think that Kammermer could have made a lot of different choices, but obviously if you read the first novel and if you're looking forward to the third novel, you definitely have to read this novel. Um, so I give a heart so fierce and broken three stars. And you can purchase the novel on bookshop.org. And if money's too tight, uh, check it out from your local library. Please support your li libraries. They are a great resource for everyone, you know, whether you have money or not. And they're a great resource for students, so we should really support our libraries. And once again, bookshop.org. You can find the link on my blog. Um, if I'm unable to attach it to the description of this. But, you know, just go to bookshop.org. A percentage of all proceeds do go to supporting local booksellers. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to my channel for more like this. You can check out all my previous reviews. And, you know, on that note, have a great rest of your day. And, as always, happy reading.